Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Everyday Thangs with Miss Pat, where we discuss everyday thangs in reference to psychology, media, and religion. Today we're talking about theory of mind. I'm just going to give a definition of media because this kind of helps me to get to where I need to go. So media is the communication outlets or tools used to store and deliver information or data. The term refers to the components of the mass media communications industry, such as print media, publishing, the news media, photography, cinema, broadcast, that is radio and television, digital media, and advertising. I'm going to be out here with these definitions because they kind of help me to arrange my thoughts on this topic. Media is a wide topic, as you may have picked up from the definition. So with some of the concepts of the week, I may have to touch on only one form of media or one part of media per podcast in order to be able to stick to the time. Today, I'm going to be talking about theory of mind. This is part two of a three-part series. The first one was a generic, heavily simplified version of Theory of Mind that I published yesterday. Please do check it out when you have a moment. It's only 11 and a half minutes. So according to Very Well Mind, psychologists refer to theory of mind as such because our beliefs about what might be going on in another person's head are just that theories. While we can make predictions, we have no direct way of knowing exactly what a person might be thinking. All we can rely on is our theories that we develop based on what people say, how they act, and what we know about their personalities, and what we can infer about what their intentions are. According to Simply Psychology, having a theory of mind is important as it provides the ability to predict and interpret the behaviors of others. Now, the second definition is what we're going to be leaning on heavily today. The branch of media that I have chosen to talk about is television. If we're sticking to the media definition that I gave before, that would fall under broadcasting. Of course, broadcasting these days is a whole different beast compared to 20 years ago, but that is a discussion for another day. The the presence of a plethora of broadcasting options has made television consumption and audience behaviors an interesting field of study. Today, I will be focusing on two sides of film and television. The first side is behind the screen and the other side is in front of the screen. To simplify it, I will say we're looking at creators and consumers. As a content creator, characters start in your mind. The creative processes are different from person to person, but sometimes you can start with how a character looks and then you come up with their mental state. The mental states of a character are so important because they determine the beliefs, intents, desires, emotions, and knowledge of a character. Sound familiar? That's basically coming up with a theory of mind. As a creator, this is the crux of your character. It determines how, how he would act or react in certain circumstances. Let's look at Blackish as an example. Dre is the main character. How do we know this? The story follows his life more than it follows the rest of the characters. So we have a view of him at home, at work, in social instances, and everyone else's life revolves around him. Even though we do have breakaway scenes that he's not in, the characters still do revolve around him. So from the point of view of a creator, what would I ask when I'm creating this character? 
What are Dre's beliefs? How are they molded? What are his desires? What are his emotions? What kind of knowledge does he have? And then I come up with the backstory, an environment that he grew up in, a social circle, and like a present environment and social circle to challenge or demonstrate these desires, beliefs, emotions, and so on and so forth. He's a married man. He has four kids. He lives in a good neighborhood. He seems to be financially stable. His background is entrenched in black culture, and he has been shaped by his bringing in the hood. So his his black culture was framed by where he grew up. And some of the things are not necessarily things that he experienced. Maybe he didn't go through a certain thing, but he knows somebody who did. So all those little things come in through different stories. But now that he's made it, he's raising all his kids in this white neighborhood. He's married to a doctor. Okay, Bo is a character on her own. We might have to break her down in a different podcast. But he's married to a doctor. He's this VP in an advertising firm. His kids go to this school with white kids. He works with white colleagues. His children have no idea what being black in America means because they have grown up in a different time and in a different social environment. So his character is navigating this world where he's still attached to his roots, but he's he's now living in a completely different environment. So he's black How do we see his beliefs through different weekly scenarios that are built in by the the writers? So let's take an example of when he found a little white girl alone in the work elevator. Even though he was going to be late, he preferred to take the stairs because, I mean, there's no way he was going to be stuck in an elevator with a little white girl. Why would he do that? Because of the history of how black men are perceived in America. Many black men were falsely accused and arrested or even killed for being in the same vicinity as little white girls. All of this backstory was packed into this one action of him taking the stairs. And if you're a creator... And understand the state of mind of the character. It's easy to know that he would never walk into that elevator with that little girl. If he hadn't determined what is his state of mind, what are his emotions and stuff like that, he would have just walked in and then maybe gotten in trouble. But that would not have fit the character. If you as a creator understand the state of mind of the character, it's easy to know how they would choose. If the character is written and executed well by the actor, the theory of mind of a character can be translated to the viewer. Execution on Blackish is very interesting because they understand that the audience may not have the same experiences, so they add little segues in the episode to explain some things. So in this case, Dre gave this little monologue explaining the treatment of black males in relation to white females in America. And the editors showed images to corroborate what Dre is saying. Then Dion comes in late as well. He took the stairs too for the same reason that Dre did. And there was an interesting juxtaposition of his white colleagues, right? They seem to have thought that Dre was cruel for leaving a little white girl in an elevator instead of helping her find her parents or guardian or something sensible like that. But this shows how different people have different reactions to different triggers. Essentially, Dre's theory of mind is different from his white colleagues because they have had completely different experiences with white girls. Their emotions and how they would act and their motivations towards little white girls are completely different. So now as a viewer, are as you're sitting there you're not sitting there and coming up with some long explanation 
donation, like I'm breaking down for you here. You're just watching and receiving all these signals and understanding these motivations because essentially theory of mind is not some big conscious act that we perform. You just find that you understand characters without being prompted. This is natural. It's interesting how even though the human mind knows and understands that it's a fictional character, the brain will create a theory of mind of the character, much in the same way that they would create a theory of mind of a friend or a colleague. And we subconsciously draw from our own experiences to similar people or people in similar roles to then determine if we believe that these characters are relatable or believable. What do I mean? If there's a character on TV that's a struggling mother and you have been a struggling mother, if the character goes through similar experiences and reacts in the same way that you would, it makes this character more believable because it's like a confirmation of what you know to be true. The closer the characters are to reality, the more dear they are to us. The other side of this is that if a character is completely unrelatable, but they go through things that you wish could happen in your life, then seeing their wishes come true resonates with you and it elicits some sort of an emotional response. It's almost like they're fulfilling your dreams. You know, you're kind of living vicariously through them and fulfilling your own dreams through these characters. This is essentially what makes romantic movies or action movies so popular. The characters do these impossible things that we wish we could do and they live out our dreams and we tend to like that. The closer a character is to our mind map of them, the more relatable they are. But for some reason, we don't like it when characters are too predictable. They just become boring. I mean, I could talk about this for a very long time, but let's land this plane. Here's the general process. Content creators create a theory of mind of a character. They place this character in different environments that challenge and confirm the character's beliefs, intense desires, emotions, motivations. Then the actor takes this from the written form and they embody it. The directors and cinematographers, crew, editors package this character and heighten and highlight certain things in a way that viewers understand. Then the viewer receives this content as a series while watching subconsciously, creating a theory of mind of the character so they can relate to the character. This is an example of how media can transmit ideas and thoughts to the general public without us even thinking too deeply about it. We choose the content that we watch at times based on how well we understand the character. No matter how close or far they are from our reality, if we can understand their beliefs, intents, desires, emotions, knowledge, motivations, then we can watch, we can relate to and interact with them. And understanding them doesn't mean that we will like them, by the way, but that's a story for another day. Also note that at times, even if certain characters are underdeveloped, we can accept them if they drive the story forward. An interesting example is the thousands of underdeveloped villains that we've watched in so many stories that we've consumed. But we accept the lack of information by just labeling them as a villain. But that too is a story for another day. I hope that you enjoyed my short description of theory of mind in reference to media, specifically in reference to television. That is it for me for today. Join me tomorrow for theory of mind in reference to religion. All right, that's it from me. Bye-bye.